Okay, here we go. Welcome to the third podcast of the Entrepreneurial School. Uh, today we welcome Alyssa and Melina from Coeva here as our guests and uh, partners to do this podcast. And the topic of today is try it. Just try it, right? So our assumptions that we have below this uh, topic is uh, a quote from Erich Kessner, Es gibt nichts Gutes, außer man tut es. There's nothing good unless you do it. So the idea is like, you just have to try out, you just have to do things and take actions, uh, especially in the field of entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, I want to hear your opinions on that. Is there anything coming to mind? Well, I'm thinking what happens when I don't do things or why I don't. <laughs> Doing seems to be the natural mode of humans, right? So I don't know if you have that feeling as well. But um, uh, having that feeling of being lost in what it is that you're doing is probably one of the best feelings that I've had. Um, so that seems to be natural uh, for humans to be doing things, um, to have enterprises. But at the same time, when I think about doing, I also think what are the things that normally prevent me from doing. Uh, not only me, but also other people that I observe, uh, especially um, at our work. And I think there are two things. I think the first one is fear. I think we are afraid of failing and therefore we don't even do it. Uh, but there's also another thing. Uh, I would like to hear your opinion as well, but at least in my case, I noticed that over and over again. It's laziness. <laughs> so it's not only being afraid of the result. Um, it's everything that is involved in doing, you know. Uh, it happens with me over and over again. When I think of something, I need to do a project that I wanna really want to put my energy into. You always underestimate how much work it's going to take, right? And, and after a while, you kind of learn it. So you, even unconsciously, you know, okay, this is going to take a while. This is going to involve a lot of effort. And sometimes it's just comfy <laughs> to be where you are, <laughs> not doing, uh, just thinking. <laughs> yeah, this is my take on it. Very interesting. Alyssa? Yeah, I find it really interesting that you're saying it's natural to people to, to do things. And I was wondering, um, I think I remember things best that I did, of course. You know, I remember like going to a different big city to study, leaving my, my parents' place, which by that time, that was a step for me. I remember I decided to go abroad to France uh, and to China while I was studying. These are all things I remember because I did them and I dared doing them. But I'm just wondering how many things I didn't do and that's why I don't even remember, you know. I think it's actually, it might be much more. And it, it scares me a little bit to think about it because I might regret not doing them, but I think it's, It's also very natural to um, not do things because yeah, you're scared or you're what you said also probably because you're too lazy and uh, all these things you you probably don't even really remember and that's uh, maybe that's the sad part about it. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. Yeah. Well, when when I looked at the title "Try It," actually, what came to my mind was. Uh, a Janis Joplin song that I like very much, which is Try, just a little bit harder. <laughs> um, um, but also Just Do It, which we already in the lead up to this conversation said is a saying that 
Nike so nicely stole, st- took away from us as a as a motivating factor of um, to to give us that little oomph that we need um, at times to go from thinking about a great idea to to doing an idea is just this you know stop thinking just just do it go for it and try it out because you just never know um, what might come of it if you don't um, that is often what comes in my mind when I see okay well what's stopping you right now Chris from just going for it you know um, why am I not doing what I'm doing? And then I know I'm in this loop of overthinking, what if, what if? And then it's like, well, what if you don't do it? You know, like then you have failed already. I mean, you know, you mentioned the word feel of fa- fear of failure really is a big thing that stops us from even trying. And you know, there there is saying that often comes in my mind when, you know, I see myself procrastinating, just going for the next crazy idea is uh, what Bert Brecht um, said so nicely that, you know, if, if we try, we can fail. But if we don't, we have already failed. You know, I mean, he actually said it if with regards to fighting and I don't like to equate fighting with trying at this point but uh, that is often what helps me to overcome any kind of fear and say just just do it Chris and maybe you know what contributes or makes it easier for us to to try maybe even the big things that you know other people might not go through in my case or maybe in some other people is like a healthy dose of naivety or innocence you know um, that you know, we stop the thinking, we just, okay, we go for it. People ask me at times, you know, Chris, why are you doing X, Y, or Z? Then it's like, are you, and then they say, are you not afraid of blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, oh, I haven't even thought of that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe a healthy dose of naivety, call it naivety, innocence, ignorance, I would not want to say, uh, certainly helps us to just go for it what are you actually talking about like when you say like just try things like what what do you have in your mind when you when you say things um because i was thinking it sounds like uh, like short single actions when you say just try it you know there's a huge difference in maybe um i ask my colleague out for a date which is I'm afraid of or so um, and I just try it you know it's like it's like this this one moment that I have to be brave and do it um, but there's a big difference of that and like actions or trying something that requires long-term engagement for example I was thinking about um, because you said a lot of people are thinking they want to do something but they don't do it for example uh, being a vegetarian so this is also there are lots of studies about it how people have a certain mindset about things and a motivation but they don't do it so a lot of people think they would want to become a vegetarian they should and this is the right thing to do but they don't do it right and this is I think this is very different from this one single action you need to be brave of and just try it what do you think um, I think it applies for the big and the small things um, in not in equal measure maybe or in my case maybe sometimes 
I overthink the small things more than the big things, <laughs> actually. Like, and when I mean big things, that would be moving to an African country that isn't necessarily safe and saying, okay, I'll be the country director of a big team in a war zone and I lead them and I think I can do it, you know. Um, let me try it. I have never done it, but let's see what I'll do. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't think twice about it or has not in the past and has done it. And then, you know, when I was in the midst of it and I was like, oh God, <laughs> you know. That was what they said when they said, are you not afraid? Um, whereas, you know, maybe asking someone for the for a date, I might not do because I chicken out, um, you know, because that's where I start overthinking. So uh, and maybe that's where I have to learn more courage to just go for that one too. Yeah, I think it's, uh, Alyssa, it's an interesting topic you brought on, on between the short time planning or actions you take and the long term i think an entrepreneurial life where we refer most to are the long term which may be just a part of a lot of short-term actions we take and they go together and um, listening to you i found like these two sides that you have the more negative sides of it as we mentioned melina mentioned fear and laziness and um, there the question also becomes already, what is doing actually? Is having an idea doing something? I don't think so in the, in the way, w I mean, yes, you did something be an idea, but then a lot of people think I'm having this idea that I should do something. That's already, oh, it feels good, it feels good. I, oh, I should be a vegetarian or I should build this company. It just is a really nice thought already and you feel like you've done already a lot. But actually, as it always is in life, it, then it just starts, right? And there's this quote by Anton Chekhov, since we have theater people already, um, which I like very, very much in this regard. It's saying, um, every idiot can master a crisis. It's the day-to-day -day that drags us down, right? So it's easy to master a crisis, actually, when you're forced to do something. But it's much harder to, to get this energy of actually doing something, especially when it's on a long run and requires a lot of action. But... The what what fascinates me most about it's actually that doing it is a freedom for me because it's a big freedom not to do things right right now i feel we live in a in a society or we put this on each other that we all have to develop all the time we all have to become better and potential and we talk about and it's just adding a lot of pressure i uh, that's how i feel i get very unhappy actually when somebody tells me i have to I hate yoga, right? I hate it. Just leave me alone. With with I don't want to do this because I want to be free. So there's a big thing in not doing is a freedom for me. At the same time, doing it can be freedom as well. You just have to choose wisely because like doing it and the power to do something is like a muscle that gets tired and gets tired very fast. We overestimate our capacity of doing something and achieving something extremely Right, because that's just the fantasy part. Oh, that would be great if I do this, and oh, that would be great. You cannot. You can just do a couple of things, and then you get tired, right? Yeah. So the freedom is deciding what you want to do, and then the beautiful thing about just doing it, which I love. That's just probably why I sometimes say I like chaos, is because I don't want to do it good. I don't want to do it smart. I don't want to do it secure. I'm just doing it. 
because this is what field consists of and why people especially in entrepreneurial surrounding in or outside companies don't want to do it because they want to look smart they want to look uh, thoroughly prepared they think of all the things that could go wrong right and they don't want to look stupid but if you just do it and you take the freedom of saying like yeah this is not good yet and i know it's not i i thought about all these things but i'm not going to put them in there because my main objective is not to sound smart my objective is just to move forward right and then purpose is a very hype thing right now and it's very good if you have a purpose of what to do but even here my personal take on it i don't need a purpose right i, d I really don't <laughs> need a purpose when i'm doing sometimes sometimes because the purpose is evolving right this idea that you can just sit in a room and find a purpose is totally absurd to me. That that's why you end up all the time with making the world better, which is the most boring answer anybody could ever give to me and my intellectual uh, thoughts. I'm not saying that somebody else is doing it wrong, and I see it's motivating a lot of people. I'm just saying for me it doesn't make sense. I discover the purpose while I'm doing it, right? So the doing, and that's the, the beautiful freedom because it comes to me Doing it is much more than, um, than, than establishing an idea. Doing to me is taking the freedom of saying, this is, this is where I want to go and this is how I'm going to do it, no matter what surrounding is around me. Bosses, hierarchies, structures, processes. We have so many things that's trying to control what you do. So the power of action is making yourself free from it. Yeah, you know, whenever <coughs> there seems to be a natural resistance towards trying things out and doing things. So uh, let's try to explore why. It must be there for a reason. If humans work like that, 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 that probably has a function. And I think the thing is, doing things, as uh, Jörg mentioned, it takes a lot of resources. It's your time, it's your energy, it's your priorities. So it's, it takes a lot of resources. So, so this initial assessment, which, you know, is thinking, it's actually extremely relevant. You know, where are you going to put your energy and where you're not? Um, I've come back to my personal life. Like, uh, my life has changed so much in the last few months. I had a baby and I see myself saying no all the time. So what are the things I don't want to put my resources, my energy in? Um, and that's extremely relevant because that's the only way I can save resources for what now is more important to me. This assessment is extremely relevant and that shouldn't be forgotten. You know, it's not about doing, doing, doing. What exactly do, should you do? What mm -hmm. makes sense for you right now? Mm -hmm. And this kind of risk assessment, um, particularly in my case, I have to watch out not to lose the naivety that you mentioned, Kristen, because um, I tend to be very pragmatic. Uh, what makes sense? What could be a priority or not? And this process, this risk assessment process, should have a bit of soul <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not so black and white. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, it's, it's a hard process. Do you have uh, any experiences or examples in life where you felt like... Uh, either an entrepreneurial or private life where you think like, ah, this was a situation where I just did it and it kind of felt like this, Alyssa? Um, yeah, actually founding Coeva was was the step. So um, together with Medina and, and two other partners, we, we founded uh, our company a couple of years ago. And that was really interesting because I think we were ver only for a very short time, we were in the space that a lot of entrepreneurs are in for forever. So you just said like this entrepreneurial, there's a lot of people 
that um, think about doing something and then they think they did it by thinking about it, but they didn't. So when you when you know Berlin and its startup scene, you know a lot of people running around, especially in co-working spaces, um, you meet at, uh, at events and they think they are an entrepreneur and they, th they think they founded something, but actually they didn't. They never really came out of this pre-founding phase. So they have kind of an idea with kind of maybe a business model around it, but they didn't really start yet. They, they don't have a, a place to go. They, don't have, they haven't started talking to potential clients, to users. They don't have any kind of prototype for their product. But they have a website and they go to a co-working space exactly. every day, right? Exactly. And then even sometimes even investors don't realize that there is nothing. Um, and I, I see this all over right now that people can't really differentiate um, an entrepreneurship between doing something, really doing something and just planning on doing it. Okay, but anyways, what you were asking. So I think for us, it was this phase was very, very short. Maybe that's interesting how we got out of it. So um, we got to know each other at, uh, at HPI, School of Design Thinking. So we did some postgraduate studies and we re realized that what we were doing there, um, like working with human-centered design methods, that's something that there there is big market demand right now. So we very quickly thought, okay, so we should actually do something with it and maybe why not let's, let's found our own, our own company. And we were thinking about it. We, starting, we started to think about possible ways, what would be our actual profile. And then we very quickly realized, you know, we'll find out on the way what exactly is our profile and what we offer. Let's try to get our first client and let's try to get um, a place to work together. And I think this was extremely important that we made very concrete steps and came out of this uh, discussing things. Um, so we we found an art gallery, which is only open on the weekends, so we could subplot it from Monday to Friday. Um, it, it seems to be very simple, but that was a big step because we committed. When we rented this art gallery, um, we stopped having our old jobs. We committed to it, to this, to this idea of really working together. And we very, and then we just started to, to acquire clients. Actually, to be honest, we had nothing. We, we tried to, I mean, we didn't really have this profile yet. We didn't have so, we, did, we had very limited experience, but we just started to have projects. And this is how we came very quickly into this doing mode. And I think this is, uh, I'm very grateful for this still, that we just mm -hmm. dared doing it. So one question, did you fake it till you make it? Not really. Um, Why not? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, what is <laughs> what is fake? <laughs> no, but what I mean, um, we definitely don't overpromise, you know, and that has been from day one because it's not our style, and we are not that kind of consultants as well, you know. So, uh, what we really try is to be a partner. Okay, you have a problem, we're gonna figure out together a uh, way out of there, and that's in the core of our business. So it doesn't really win. There wasn't even a situation in which we had to promise something like a result because what we do is we find solutions together we provide you the infrastructure here are the methods here are the people you need this is you know the path we can build together towards a solution for your problem so in that sense because it's this kind of business it didn't really i, I really don't see it that way but don't you always have to fake it till you make it when you do something in general uh faking implies that you don't believe that you have the tools right for what it is that you're doing. Yeah, I wonder also what faking in that case really means. Does it mean, you know, 
85% to 95% of the time I really don't know what I'm doing but I'm pretending I do know what I'm doing or am I you know is the percentage lesser and I actually have all the tools and skills and you know the knowledge well I've done this maybe not exactly this uh, you know in the past and therefore I know I can swim like jump into the pond I know you know somehow I to swim and I have the tools needed to you know serve the client support the client um, in whatever he she needs to get where he wants to know so is it really faking it or is it you know you know exploring you know I I have a point because we tend to think of if you look at very successful people or experts uh, you think okay they know what they're doing right they are sure so every step they take they know where they're going That's not how it works with anybody. And you know what really helped me? I was a journalist for 15 years and I was interviewing people that were extremely successful at what they were doing. Mm. You know what they do? They wake up every morning just like the rest of us and try things out. We're we're talking about trying things out. And they are independent (coughs) thinkers and they look themselves for solutions. And that really stick to me. You Mm. know, these are people that do the best they can to mm-hmm. learn and to solve a problem. And they, they try to find together the right tools mm-hmm. uh, and, and they just try to uh, to solve the problem they're dealing with with a lot of energy. Uh, they invest a lot of time. They connect with people. They learn along the way. This is how it is. I don't think anybody just knows what to do. In mm-hmm. that sense, if that's faking, I think everybody's doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's maybe a question of confidence. You know, do I have yeah. do I have confidence in my skills? That's the point. Uh, and do I have confidence in my ability to adapt to any kind of situation that life or the job might throw at me? You know, so therefore, you know, do I know my tools and can I use them and do I trust the team that I'm working with you know and I have strong confidence that whatever you know journey we might embark on we take the first step and we figure out the rest mm-hmm. that's not faking for me yes you know? interesting question in this rounding because we can clearly tell we're in the consulting round where everybody <laughs> knows there's a lot of fake <laughs> and uh, we're all just trying to make it up so uh, I do understand the way you were uh, understanding my question. I think just to point out, I think there's a big part of what I'm doing and always be done is fake it till you make it because um, that's how, in my idea, you get forward. And the fake it is not lying to me as I felt like you understood it, which mm-hmm. is totally uh, understandable. Uh, but it's more like you have to be acquainted with a new situation. Now I'm business owner. I haven't been this before. But then I sign a couple of contracts and then I am, <laughs> right? And now I have to like um, figure out what is a business owner actually and what kind of business owner am I and what do I want to be. And then I just kind of like say, tr- try to make it up and say, okay, this is how it is right now. But actually it's kind of faking because it is not right now. All that happens was a day has gone by and I signed a couple of contracts. That's all that happens. So in the end, it feels a little bit like I'm faking it, but not faking it as lying, more like trying out a new suit. Right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's 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 kind of what goes along. And then w- what's really astonishing about the big things you do, even the small things, which can be big, right, is this um, I, uh, w- when you get a dog or, <laughs> or start something, right? I started a YouTube channel once uh, on a very touchy subject. 
it's just amazing how much fear comes in, how much panic comes into you. And I think this panic for the YouTube channel, uh, channel was a touchy subject, like I said, and I was very nervous after I've done it. Right? Not before, after I've done the YouTube channel. I was like, oh, damn, now I'm going to be people. What are they going to think of me? Because I wasn't adapting. to. I, I didn't know what the suit is I'm wearing there. Then half a year later, I was like, yeah, that was a cool thing I've done. Nothing special. But at this time, I, I was having panic attacks. And this is what I mean with new suits. It comes along every time you do something. Um, there's a lot, as you said, of shame and fear in there. And um, in order to do things, we just have to yeah, find our own way, everybody, to deal with It's those It's an identity emotions. thing as well, right? Yes. Like, I remember the first time when I graduated that I told someone, I'm a journalist. And I said... I'm a journalist <laughs> or when I got married and my my husband or now I have a child I'm a mother you know these titles this identity yeah. takes you you know it takes a while for you to get uh, comfortable with exactly. those so doing something also set to, to tell something about yourself right at least that's how we feel Alyssa your eyes are um, yeah actually one thing I'm thinking the whole time now because um, Actually, you seem to be quite confident about what you want to just do and what you not just want to do. And you think it's very important, you know, you do it for yourself, you know, you, you do it for internal motivation. So something that's really good for you, not just because, for example, of reputation reasons or because later in your life you don't want to regret. So you seem to, for me, you seem to be quite confident in this. And I'm wondering, maybe also for our audience, um, is there are there any suggestions on how to know what I should just do and what I should not do because I only do it for someone else or for external reasons. Great. Let's take this uh, question as a last uh, round. I would like you all to be very short on it. Uh, just in 30 seconds, what's your take on it? Well, I mean, we could look into core ingredients or important ingredients here that, you know, could inspire us or motivate us to really take the risk of failing and just trying it. Uh, you know, you, Jörg said, uh, purpose is not your motive. Um, for me, definitely the big grand vision purpose uh, are my motives to that really tell me all that risk taking, all the possibility of failing is totally worth it because I'm inspired by this vision or, you know, this idea. And that is what drives me then to just go thank you that's a really hard question i don't know Isn't if it? i can get any advice on that um so i wouldn't know what to say to other people what i could say um in my personal journey so it has always been i have been very good at visualizing futures so how would i like my life to be in a few years well, and and then that would guide me naturally into the decisions that I have to take today in order to get there tomorrow. Of course, there's a lot of surprises on the way, uh, and you can also count that you have good ones and bad ones. Mm -hmm. um, but that has been a process that always worked for me. But recently, things started to change, and I realized that, mm, you know, what's also, like, very good uh, motivation is not only myself anymore. It's other people. Mm -hmm. Realized how relevant, how important partnerships are for me and the other people people that are around me and I, I don't know again sorry guys i'm talking so much about <laughs> being a mother no it's just <laughs> it's pretty recent um but yeah now it's uh, not only where i want to be but it's like what are the needs of people around me mm -hmm. 
So my take on the question, what should you do and what shouldn't you do, would be, I like roughly I see two phases. There's this one phase where you should do as much as possible and all like networking is crazy, looking into every idea and having hundreds idea to maybe have one that you keep working on and be very spread out. Um, uh, my personal experience is you can only do this over a certain time because for my personal experience, also your interest at some point, you've heard it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you've seen it. And then there's this, uh, another phase, and I'm not saying they come one after the other, but they definitely come, is where you shouldn't do most of it. You should do as little as possible and come down to say, just say no to a lot of things because both sides are about freedom. And this is what you want to get. The freedom, first of all, to get inspired, to have all these ideas. And the second freedom is about not having to do all these things and just sticking to one. Because continuously sticking to one thing will benefit, right? Sometimes we forget. But doing can also, as Alyssa pointed out, meaning doing something over years. So finding the right fine balance between doing and not doing, you could say. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, half an hour is up. Uh, thank you very much. It was a very inspiring round. Uh, thank you, Melina. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Jörg. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll hope to welcome you again uh, to the next episode in April of School of Entrepreneurial Life. Uh, this is JTC and Koeva. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Hear you soon. <laughs>